Well, like I told y'all last time, text. That's, that's, that whole, the whole last minute of the game is what shrug emojis are made for. It all came down to one improbable Hail Mary at the end of the game. And, well, Tennessee rolls out of Sanford Stadium with one of the most gut-wrenching losses a Georgia fan has experienced. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 56 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. Today, Will Leach, Tony Waller, and myself try to wrap our heads around what happened in those last few seconds on Saturday to go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. It was tough. <laughs> it's still tough. But the dogs have another very important SEC game this week versus South Carolina and Columbia. So just bear with us for the next 20 minutes as we put the 2016 Georgia-Tennessee game in the rear view. Here's Will. All right, guys, I don't know about you, that uh, it was totally packed at Sanford on Saturday, so I had to leave. I didn't get to see the big celebration after uh, the amazing play for Georgia to get that touchdown and win the game. So I assume, how was the end of it? Like, how happy was everyone? I had to get out of there to beat the traffic. I'm assuming they carried Kirby off and Dahl just had a wonderful time. (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing is I saw some people leave, and I thought, It'll be, I'd actually almost told a guy, you're, you're leaving. I can't believe you're leaving. Whatever happens next is your fault. And uh, I still blame him. Yeah. So, um, yeah. like I told you all last time on text, that's, that whole, the whole last minute of the game is what shrug emojis are made for. I mean, okay, I no, mean, that, that's true. That's true. But it is worth noting that there were mistakes made by Georgia that made it easier for Tennessee to pull that off. Oh, 100%. I mean, but you could say the same thing about Tennessee. The mistakes made by Tennessee with the safety and the cornerback biting on Ridley, which he ran a spectacular route. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just playing some um, rationalization game with myself. But I saw us go into a game where we had actually a good game plan and people showed up to play. After getting their tail whipped last week, and I, you know, I, I, I really want, I really, really thought we were going to win the game. Even, even, I mean, even, even before Easton fumbled the ball, and we'll get to that in a minute. I thought we were going to win that game because we went toe to toe with a team that a Tennessee game. I think it's safe to say is pretty good, especially if we go on the roll. And they did. I mean, Scott and I talked about this week. They're a team of runs. They went on a run. And, of all the teams that they've gone on a run against, we just about took it from them. I'm disappointed that we made some mistakes and allowed them, I think allowed them to win. But you can't take anything away from that last play. It was, I mean, nearly perfectly executed. Defensively, we could have done one thing differently, which is have someone in front of him to box him out. But, I mean, other than commit pass interference, you're not going to keep him from catching a ball or getting his hands on the ball. When he's 6'6", the ball was... 11 feet in the air and he called it the highest point. I mean, that's just, we can play Sunday evening quarterback, but in the end, you know, we played yardage wise, first down wise. Uh, I mean, just when you, uh, all the way across the board, other than their third down conversions, we were right there with them. I think what makes it tough is, and I agree with you, Tony, that we made those plays and everything, but for a Georgia fan, or an Atlanta fan, you know, however you want to slice it. I think it comes down to the fact that we've seen this before. In fact, I didn't even have to look this stuff up, really. I was able to think of three past experiences like this. One happened in September of 2003. Will, you've never heard of the David Green to Tyson Browning pass that went 93 yards in Baton Rouge, a screen pass, and he took it all the way down for the game-tying score. 
against uh, top 10 LSU. It's because a moment later, the Tigers surgically with Matt Mock, the old Matt Mock, not Matty Mock of this generation, but Matt Mock took LSU down the field and hit Skylar Green for the winning score. You know, and then and then you think back to September of 2009, where A.J. Green grabbed a magnificent catch in the back of the end zone and got tagged for an excessive celebration, which was a total phony, but they called it anyway. And then, who is it? It was Charles Scott that, about a minute later, took the ball in for LSU to steal one from Georgia, from that euphoria. And then, just as little as two years ago, the amazing catch by, who was it, uh, Malcolm Mitchell against Georgia Tech to go ahead and then the whole 18 second and everything. It's just that it's happened before and it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I tweeted out the, the, the definition for catatonic last night on WSLS podcast Twitter. Uh, that's kind of how I felt. I just, I didn't have a reaction. I haven't read anything. <laughs> I was traveling today. Thank goodness. I've, I have not read dog nation. I did not pick up a paper. I haven't listened to anything. It's just, you know, and I don't want to sound too down, but I am down. You and sound very down. I am <laughs> you definitely down. sound very down. If I, well, if you I know, go, 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 I, go ahead, Tony. Cause the one thing I was going to say about that, Scott, is that, I, you know, my father and I had that same conversation today. And then I started going back. Like poker players, we only remember the hands we got drawn out on. I mean, the hobnail boot game, the the overtime comeback, the Todd Gurley carrying us to victory. We were down 17 points on the road at Mark Rick Bobby Dodd Stadium. I, I mean, we can point to a lot of instances where Georgia – I mean, the Lindsey Scott game. I mean, we can point to a lot of instances where Georgia came on the winning side of these. Now, to me, the thing I liked about it the most – was that I thought we saw a young team grow up a little bit. You know, unlike the Missouri game where we just, you know, struggle, you know, struggle slog through the game, we we actually executed. We executed well in the offensive line most of the time. We executed well defensively a lot of the time. I think some of the changes we made in the defensive backfield paid off. Um, so, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. It is gut-wrenching. But again, we only remember, we never remember when we draw out on people. We only remember when people draw out on us. And along those lines, you know, I mean, frankly, I feel like this kind of mindset, I mean, we've discussed this before, but this kind of we're Georgia and we're doomed thing, which is, Scott, you are far from the only person to have it. Uh, I mean, it's self-perpetuating. <laughs> like, like, it really is. Like, like the idea, listen, I'll put it this way. Earlier this season, we heard, uh, after they won the North Carolina game, oh, that's a game Rick loses. Or, uh, or you know, I've, I've heard like a ton of this, like, like, like whatever the thing that we're not, that's what we that's what we wish to be. Sort of idea. Like this was a terrific. Listen, most people thought Georgia's going to come in here and get wiped out. This is this clearly. I mean, obviously, it seems this way now even more so. This is Tennessee's year. Like this is the year they've been building to for a very long time. They're incredibly talented. They had this huge win last week. They've overcome a lot of adversity. Everything's all going the right way. And short of a just a ridiculous play uh, at the end of the game, Georgia won this game without Nick Chubb. Uh, on a huge, awesome last-minute uh, touchdown pass from their true freshman quarterback. You know, th- remember last week there was all this talk about, uh, hey, as uh, we talked about in this very podcast, uh, is Kirby losing the team? Uh, who's going to buy in? Uh, where does this team go, uh, go in this direction? And they went out and they beat a team that's going to be, I haven't seen the new rankings, but they're going to be in the top 10. I think they've got it. They're clearly in the top 10. This is a team that is we're almost certainly going to be playing in Atlanta, and a team that, that might well be in the, in the in the playoff this year. And Georgia 
beat them. Now, we did not see what happened. Now, obviously, on the last play of the game, that turn, I did actually say for the end, I did see it, and my kids just stopped crying. Like, I get the despair, and I get the uh, upset with this. This down on Georgia thing, to me, if, if Georgia would have just got wiped out or lost by, like, 14, this despair that I think a lot of people are having, they wouldn't have, we just call this a lost season, it's a transition year. But the fact that they come out and play so well, and play, and more just as important, play so hard against, uh, after a crushing, just kind of humiliating loss, that is something to be pretty excited about, while certainly be understanding that this will definitely this will stick in the craw. Uh, there's no question. This will go down in the history as, as one of the, the tougher losses. But, man, I felt like there was a lot of stuff to be encouraged about. Well, the thing I think I was most encouraged about, I really was happy how I think Eason stepped up and played really well, uh, much better than the week before. We call passes. And, uh, you know, Scott, let me ask you a question. Tennessee doesn't convert that. Would you have a, a utterly, totally different mindset? Oh, yeah. I would be so excited right now. I was <laughs> down at the beach. We were tailgating on the beach. It was a fantastic situation. There were tents for Georgia fans, and they literally had, people had brought out TVs and satellite dishes out there at Grayton Beach down near Santa Rosa Beach. There was an Alabama tent about, I don't know, 100 yards down the way. There were Ole Miss fans out there. I mean, it was like an SEC convention out there on the beach with our with our jeeps and the radios and the girls and the the water. So yeah, I would have been a whole lot better. Right now it seems like y'all want to give just a participation medal for Georgia for playing well and giving them a good hand clap. I mean, I don't get it. No. I no, don't. Yeah, go, go uh, no, Scott, don't do that. I'm angry. Don't do I'm that. Disappointed. Don't do that. Don't be Hey, don't start <laughs> with the dog vent crap on me. Seriously. I, no. don't, I don't read dog vent. I'm just saying don't do it. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not not saying participation trophy, but I, I guess I view these things on continuum. And you know, we we came in against a team that has a lot more seniors. They have they actually I think it's safe to say they have more, especially with Chubb out, they have more skill players at the uh, talented players at the skill positions except for maybe running back. Um, and we stood toe to toe with them. And you know, this is a game. I mean. This and we we still could lose to Florida. We still could lose to Auburn. We still could lose to Tech, and and that's gonna that'll be the palette which the whole season will be painted on. But when you look at it right now, we played so much better than we did the week before. And for a young football team that got housed a week ago, I'm just I'm not I can't get to. I mean, I mean I was I was it was just heartbroken. But you can't I can't get mad about it. I guess the right way to to say it, um, because it wasn't. Yeah, I would be I would be a lot more upset about this if that if we had been the one that gotten three breaks to, to tie the game, um, not the other way around. Uh, and we did get a big break in in or we made a break in you know basically a fourteen point swing with creating the fumble at the goal line uh, when it looked like Tennessee was going to score. Um, and then you know Eason got his first rushing touchdown down by diving on a fumble. I'm not saying we didn't get some breaks, and there's not a lot of places we can improve because I, I still think Eason has a long way to go be checked down more i just i i think tennessee is is the tennessee we saw yesterday is the that's peak tennessee they they are playing at the level they're going to play it all season i think we have upside and i would say too along those lines of that mindset again to be clear scott i'm i you're you're Far from like I don't know the site that uh, that Tony is referring to because I, uh, I I get scared of message boards, <laughs> but uh, certainly <clears throat> uh, I think that this is a, not an uncommon thought process. But again, this is 
like this kind of like floor it and slam on the brakes thing uh, in relation to the team, I think is what gets you fan bases in trouble and not just at Georgia, like across the board. When you see teams that when teams like, listen, there was made this big change. Let's not go back to this again, but made this big change to go from Mark Rick to Kirby Smart. If the idea was, oh my gosh, we're Georgia-ing again if we don't win the SEC East in the first year. Even if it, I think that's scary, I think that's a scary mindset. And I think going to this idea, I mean, I, I hate to be like a, a Darwinist or like a flat, uh, a, the world is not flat person on this, but teams are not actually cursed. Like, that's not an actual thing. It doesn't exist. That's not how the planet works. There's not actual curses on university sports teams over the span of like a 30 year stretch. Now, as a fan, I know how it feels that way. I, I, uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine the, the, the mindset, the horrible, horrific, nightmarish mindset it must be to be a Chicago Cubs fan. Like the amoral. Oh, they like, they like being that way. They, they, they just, I mean, they, I mean, first off, they're just repulsive people by nature. But, um, <laughs> To, to this, Damn. I, I'm sorry. I'm, be, I'm being. I'm being. I'm being too nice. It's actually much much worse than that. Um, but the point is, is this kind of idea that we are cursed and there we go, we're cubbing again or georging again or so on again. I just like that's not how it actually works. And so I think that it feels that way as a fan. And listen, I get it. I was like that was a horrible way to lose on Saturday, particularly when you consider. Wait, if that that play doesn't happen, Georgia really just kind of has to beat Florida and Auburn, and there's exciting things happening. So I get it. I get it. I absolutely get it. But to me, the idea that we're all putting this on this season and saying, oh, if you guys don't win the title, you guys, if you guys don't win the SEC East and make it to Atlanta, or if you don't win this national championship we want, this is a failed season, and the, here we go again with this. I, I feel like that's kind of a bad mindset to have for any organization, uh, particularly Georgia, a, a program that it's clearly made a, a an all-in move. We saw improvement from the last game. There's obviously lots of talent coming, talent here and talent coming in. I, I feel like uh, as frustrating as that is, I'm not going to let one play uh, careen me off of that or attach this to something to ha- that happened to people that are now in like their mid to late 40s. Well, I'm just I'm just disappointed that it stole my moment. I'm not down on the team. I'm not <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not down on Kirby. I'm not down on the players. I think Riley Ridley is an amazing talent, budding talent. I think Eason showed a lot. I was proud of him. If I mean, I'd give him a participation medal. Um, <laughs> I'm not down on the team. Don't get my uh, and I don't and I don't. I'm not accusing y'all, but I don't want people listening to this to think that I'm like one of these uh, sky is falling type people. I'm down in the moment because I was so high. In that moment, and then, you know, just it's like I mean I've seen it before, and it's like oh my gosh, here it it's happening again, and then all those thoughts creep back of like 2003 LSU, and then 2009 against LSU and Sanford, and then the Auburn game a couple three four years ago, and then the Tech. Yeah, it's natural. It's it's a natural cascade of emotions. But the last thing I would do is give up on this team. I'm going to be tur- tuning in at 7:30. Uh, on Saturday, pulling hard for him. I will have pushed that out of my mind when they play uh, South Carolina. Um, I'm not going to sit there and start tweeting all these like ridiculous things. No, I'm just having my moment. I'm collecting my thoughts, and mm-hmm. I'm almost I'm almost over it. My I will goodness. be over it by Tuesday. But you know, hey, I mean, I can I can get over it. It's just that the moment was so great, and, and maybe it's because I was uh, videoing it. 
and I did have the great video. I mean, our reaction was insane. But anyway, I, I'm gonna, I'm. It'll go in the archive. Maybe I'll pull it up ten years from now and kind of glance back at it. But you know, that's well, right. Scott, I, I can tell you the reaction. The stadium was equally, um, was equal. I mean, we went. I mean, we went from the. I mean. That was a really, Scott. I mean, Will. That was a really tense moment, right? I mean, the stadium was literally on pins and needles, and then he hits Ridley on that pass, and it that place goes bananas. Um, and then just it seemed like fourteen seconds later, it was just like it, all all you saw were people in orange yelling and and that terrible song playing more and more. Uh, that was rough, but oh, I think no matter what, I'm gonna be there for the show this week. I think we all might need some hugs, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and bourbon, and plenty of bourbon. Yeah, so yeah well, we'll make, we'll make that's always as a given. Uh, so where do we, where do we go from here? What what, what do, that, that, might, we, that might be a, that might be a discussion for Tuesday, but because uh, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of different answers to that. But I, but, <laughs> I need help. I need help. Uh, Columbia. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so to the to the uh, to the to the yeah, I would argue that obviously the season's not only far from over. Listen, they're not like obviously things have to completely fall apart. I think for them to have really have a chance to win the East, though not impossibly. I mean, like listen, Tennessee would have to lose I think three conference games now, uh, <laughs> but like that they have Texas A and M and Alabama coming up. There's two very possible wins right there. So I, I think this is not entirely out of the question. Uh, but more to the point. If, as sad as we are about that game, and I, I will help Scott move along by we'll wrap up with the game and then not and discuss it as little as we can on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that uh, uh, regardless of the very, very difficult way to end it, I think one thing is unquestionable is this team. I'm more encouraged about not only this particular team, but about the direction this is all going. If they w- went out and laid an egg after, at home after that performance in Mississippi, I think the, the, converse, the despair we're having now is much more of an existential uh-oh sort than necessarily just the general frustration of having that play happen. Yeah, I'd 100% agree with that. Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so I'll see you guys Tuesday. We'll be back. We'll we'll uh, uh we'll we'll have some mirth and uh we'll we'll some bourbon and uh, and 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 I'm curious. Just last question. Which is worse, this or the tip in the Auburn game? <laughs> um I think the tip in the Auburn game and the reason is, and I the reason is is that that was a game that um although it's very similar. That was a game that would have probably derailed any hopes they had of playing the national championship game and i really really like that's i'm i really like that the the looking back on that now i could that my mind could change about that later but that's the way it feels right now scott uh, I, I would definitely say this i mean yeah I, I, but you know, I don't know. I don't have any words. I shouldn't be on a podcast right now. <laughs> For what it's worth, I actually agree with Scott. I feel like this is worse if just because I you're agree. You're at home. I, 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 you're at home. And frankly, talk about derailing plans. Now, most of Georgia's like, like upper tier, uh, most optimistic. Wow, you never know. Maybe a ball bounces right here or there. Moments. I think this pro- this derailed all of those. Oh, for, yeah. for this particular year, as opposed to derailing somebody else's. But that doesn't mean the season's over, and it doesn't mean there's not still a lot of games to go. And more importantly, there's a podcast to go on Tuesday. So uh, let's all uh, let's Scott w- w- have a couple days rest, sit a few plays out. Okay, I'll and, do that, uh, and we'll we'll be back on Tuesday, uh, and and have one uh, last toast to uh, to the season. Because it's over. Why are we even watching? <laughs> um, all, all right, right guys. Well, Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Come on, Scott. You got to say it.
Bye, guys. Go, dogs. Thank you. Good God. You can't leave us hanging. <laughs> All right. See you guys Tuesday. Thanks so much for tuning into our show. Listen out for our next episode later this week as we talk Georgia, South Carolina. If you're on Twitter and like to hit us up on Twitter, you can tweet our show at WSLS Podcast. That's all I got for the outro this week, so have a great week. It will get better, and we'll see you on campus sometime soon. Go dogs. Go dogs.